0: Hey y'all, before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends at cascartel.com. They are changing the industry standard and allowing you to get the world's best spirits delivered directly to your door. Whether or not it's vodka, gin, tequila, Amaro, mezcal, bourbon, whiskey, scotch, whatever it is they have it. They are like the Amazon of the spirits industry. So what they do is they hook you up with merchants that want to send your liquor directly to your door at the convenience of your own home. You don't have to go out. You know, we always love going out and seeing our favorite liquor store owners and employees and building those relationships and having conversations with them, but sometimes you just need the convenience of getting something shipped to you. That's where cascartel.com comes in. Visit their website and see for yourself just how easy it is. You can be sitting at home, you can be on the go, realize you can't get to the store, and that's where cascartel comes in. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram, at Cast Cartel. They're always doing awesome giveaways. We just did a giveaway with them for some old Rip 10. Those winners are going to either be announced tonight or they were already announced yesterday, but go ahead. Check out Cass Cartel on Instagram. You never know what they're going to do. They gave away Pappy 23 samples. They're crazy like that. They're changing the industry standard. They're great people. We love working with them. Check them out on castcartel.com. Another group that we absolutely love working with is distilleryproducts.com. Now, they provide all the glassware for dad's drinking and bourbon, and they provide us some cool stuff too. Some things to try out that you might not have even tried yet, like the Tua glass or the Neat glass. They're actually the only place in North America that does wholesale laser etching for the Neat glass. Now, they have not just those glasses. They have Glen Cairns. They have the Wee Glen Cairns. Anytime somebody comes to me and goes, hey, where do you get your wee Glen Cairns? It's like, okay, you either go to Heaven Hill Distillery or you go to distilleryproducts.com. And I'm willing to bet that if you go to any single distillery and say, hey, where do you guys get your glassware? Chances are they're going to say distilleryproducts.com too. They also have decanters. They have koozies. They have tumblers. They have flasks. Whatever it is, they are there and ready to help you. If you want me to hook you up with them, send me a message. I am happy to get you in touch with our friends at DistilleryProducts.com. But for right now, I want you all to sit back. I want you to relax, pour your favorite drink, and listen as we talk to one of the best in the game from Washington, D.C., a store owner, one of our favorite people, Prav Sarov. Cheers. So, with a little love. No. And some tenderness. <laughs> no. No.
1: I told you, we're going to lose listeners. We ain't got many to begin with. We we don't have many to begin with. We'll gain some today. But Take him by the of Stop. I'm going to stab
0: you with this plastic fork. <laughs> It'll hurt a little bit. We were looking. We need some new music. You want Kid Rock. And I'm going to work on it. John does listen. We could get maybe Darius to let us use Hold My Hand. What's <laughs> it like having a group full of ass holes in town for a weekend? I don't know. I mean, there were a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So there still are. Numerous ass
1: <laughs> that are still here. There were a bunch of
0: people that were still here. We picked a barrel with our friend Prab. You heard him. Otherwise known as the older version of Aziz Ansari. <laughs> he is here. He is a master of none out at Pennington Distillery as we picked a barrel. Not of
2: Pennington. Not of Pennington. That's correct. It's not their own distillery.
0: It is something that is more secretive right now, but in the coming weeks, it will
2: come out. Precisely. And Z- I should also correct you real quick. Not the older version, but the sexier version of Aziz sorry. <laughs> Which one's taller, though? That's up for debate.
0: I'm going to look up. <laughs> if he's over 5'3". <laughs> yeah, it
2: probably depends on the shoes and where we're standing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start the show.
0: hello everyone my name is john edwards and with me is zeke baker and together we make the dad Ricky bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day how are you zeke baker i've been worse but i'm not sure if i've been better really i like that what is it that makes you so good
1: right now you know it's like we said on the uh the end of the year show Good times, good experiences, good people. We're bombarded with
0: that right now and and very fortunate to be so. Your pullover is zipped down a little bit too far. I don't think those golf pullovers were meant to be zipped down because it goes down like past your man breasts to kind of like where your sternum is. And it zipped all the way down. I think you're supposed to zip it up a little bit. I think
1: that's the difference in you know your physique and mine, because where I am, it's just right at the V of my chest.
0: <laughs> it is not. A, that is a deep <clears throat> V. That is at least two feet down. Exactly. Your chest goes two feet down. John, I, I had a method to
1: my game back in the day. I trust you.
0: It worked. You trust me, I know, it or kinda, I should yeah.
1: trust you. Yeah,
0: it kind of came out wrong, but trust me, it worked. I'll take your word for it. We have an amazing guest today. This is long overdue. It's somebody that we've wanted to have on for three years. (laughs) We've known him for a long time. Before we introduce him, I do want... He probably doesn't even know this. We haven't talked about this with him. But I remember as we started the podcast, we were in various groups. And Zeke was like... Hey man, I got the four roses from Prov. Like you want in on one, and it was one of those things where we felt so lucky to like know someone who knew Prov, and then we would get one of his picks. And Edwards never got the Fields invite.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I'm not spending the amount of cash that would require getting into Fields. You know, like I'm. I'm more. Find a suck off Zeke's teeth and <laughs> they go in
2: there. <laughs> and they are some delicious teats.
0: They are. <laughs> I mean, he, he has his pullover zipped s- down. You
2: could see his teats as we speak.
0: <laughs> his pullover is zipped down so far that, like, I can see them. But So we had known about his picks before this even happened. And then we happened to meet him, join a bourbon group with him. And now we're just friends that occasionally get together and pick barrels and do things like that. He owned- much more than friends. Don't play it down that much. Yeah,
2: and I'd like to think we've been friends, not that we're now just yeah. friends. Jesus, Edward's over at Moby. How, did I not? No, you're good. Did is, I not
0: put it up right? I mean, this I think is, you're like, friend. this is
2: my friend I talk to
0: once every three months, and I say, hi, how <laughs> Oh, no, how are this you? is my friend I talk to daily.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, but we we are still daily talker friends. <clears throat> we know this guy. We love him. Props are off. Thank you so much for, for coming on Dad's Drinking Bourbon.
2: Thanks a lot, guys, for having me. Honestly, it's a it's a blast. It's just a blast hanging out with you guys. It's a blast being in your town. You've always been beyond hospitable. You've always been great friends, in all honesty. And it's so much fun. And like you said earlier, it's long overdue to honestly sit down and do this.
0: We did a barrel pick today. What shoes were you wearing to that <laughs> barrel pick? I mean, are those like Gucci sh- shoes that you're wearing it's, on? A-
2: they're not Gucci shoes. They're it has an L and a V. Yes, it does. It's a they're Louis Vuitton loafers. Um,
0: who the hell wears that to go to a Rick house and pick some barrels? What? So one thing We're you're... A
2: Rick. Yeah, that, that's also one part of it. And also one thing you'll more and more learn about me is more and more we become closer and closer friends is I don't give a shit what other people do. Oh, uh, I know that. I'm just messing uh, with you. <laughs> I beat to, uh, you know, my own drum beat, if you would, or whatever, however that saying goes. Um, so those are my Louis Loafers.
0: And I think you have been beating to your own drum beat for a long time, which has really let you stand out in, you know the the whiskey industry as far as a store owner you know what you're doing it's not just one of those things where it's whiskey and it's bourbon plenty of people come to you asking to get hard to get shit you know yeah. whether it's tequila whether it's scotch whether you know didn't you have the macallan 65 in your hand recently
2: I've had a few of those yeah in my and- hands recently
0: you are known as, like, the red. You ever watch Shawshank Redemption? I have. You are red.
2: I appreciate that You're, is, you're the guy who knows
0: how to get things.
2: <laughs> so that's, it's funny you mention it that way because that's actually, over the years, what we've built a reputation to do. You know, a little bit of background about us. Uh, my pop started uh, our very first store that we owned back in 95. So we've been in the business a little over 24 years now. I was 15 at the time and would go in and illegally help him at the store just because I was free labor. Even though it wasn't legal for me to be there, but like, you know, I would go in as opposed yeah. to I was told to go in. Well, yeah. I was, yeah. Some, sometimes I was dragged in. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was free labor. Um, and you know, fast forward a few years, I just fell in love with every part of the industry one summer when his main help at the store had to go back home. And I fell in love with every aspect in the industry because he was like, Hey, man, I'm not going to have help over the summer. So I need you to kind of take on more responsibilities and everything. So I started to really take on more responsibilities at the store, learning about the product, uh, interacting with customers, interacting with suppliers, distributors, distilleries, wineries, breweries, et cetera. Fast forward from that to a couple of years later when I had started to kind of take over the business, if you would, and we had a light bulb go off that you know, selling things like Smirnoff and (coughs) Bacardi and Budweiser and stuff are great, but they were never going to make us different. Our stores are in Washington, D.C., And D.C. is a hyper-competitive market. It's a really small town, technically, even though you might not think of it that way. It's all of 68 square miles. And there's 251 liquor stores and then another 500 stores that sell beer and wine only. (laughs) So you can go one block in any direction and there's a beer or a liquor store in pretty much every part of the city more or less so we were like we need to do something to distinguish or differentiate ourselves and we started to do that with getting into really high-end really niche as you were alluding to earlier high-end like rare hard-to-find items and we just kept on i mean it's been a snowball that's just still growing and growing for years now
0: you know when like the car shows were big on the discovery channel like america there was american chopper but then there was all the other stuff and then that was bikes but then they had like the ones I'm
2: going to pimp a car out. Yeah, pimp my ride and stuff. Yeah. Well,
0: pimp my ride was MTV, but it was like they had the things on the Discovery channel and then the Velocity channel. But then it it turned into these shows where it was like, I need somebody to go find me this car. And the whole show was like, they're driving out to go get this car, then driving it across the country and then
2: fixing it up. Like, that's you. I mean, that's really, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that, right? Depending on how... Geeky, we want to get, and how detailed we want to get. I have literally taken a flight to Dubai <clears> to go buy a bottle for a client, turned around, carried it on on the plane, and flew right back.
0: Did you enjoy Dubai at all? First, or no, no.
2: I mean, at that not that particular time, I had been to Dubai before, so I had enjoyed it previously. But that was strictly. <laughs>
0: Did you leave the airport? No, I didn't
2: leave the airport. I <laughs> bought a bottle, spent an extra four hours or whatever it was between flights, and then literally took a flight back, just because that's what we do. And the funny thing is, like, it, you know, that's like tiring, etc. to most people. For me, I get an emotional high out of that. Like, that's my high in life. Like, I love doing that. I love being service oriented. We've built like, you know, one thing we always talk about is we're very white glove kind of a niche market right like one of the hashtags we always use on instagram is white glove service because we don't look at ourselves as a liquor store we don't look at ourselves as a wine shop i look at my business as a concierge business the service if you want to call it that or whatever is we just provide alcohol you know and a lot of it is to the who's who of the country and when those guys when you have more money than you can count You don't care. Like, you want that bottle of McAllen, you want that bottle of McAllen. You don't care what it takes to get it.
0: I just want to know what they did for work – to be able to have that money to get that McAllen, I that, that's what I care more about. Because sure. I want to go do that.
2: Sure, awesome. So this guy particularly is a private investor. Um, but I mean, we we well, gotta with,
0: have money to make money. So that's it. So I'm that's just it. waiting
2: for the I-team investigation of Prov, who are your top ten clients?
1: Oh man! Because this is where our tax dollars is going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna get blown up yeah.
2: in the house of the Senate real fast. It's funny. So it's actually funny you mentioned that. It's even though we're in D.C. Not a single guy that I can think of in our top 10 clients is a political figure. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. it's crazy, right, to think about. Like,
0: not even lobbyists or people like
2: that? Uh, Probably not in top 10 spenders. Probably not. I mean, there's a few, right? Like we've got a ton of lobbyists, etc., that we work with. A ton of political figures that you know rely on us. A ton of. What
0: people. about the escorts that are with all the politicians? <laughs> Do they shop at your store? Those
2: are the palms that I grease. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Trulyn White Law, <laughs> yeah, or whatever it takes. <laughs>
0: so, what you're watching the game? What's the score?
2: Uh, seven nothing Niners right now over the Vikings.
0: There we go. It's yeah. I, I can't oh, believe yes. MSP. MSP showed up to this pick in
2: a Viking shirt. Supposedly he's a Vikings fan. It looked more like a purple tarp to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It did look like a purple tarp. For those of you that don't know, we have a a mutual friend, Michael St. Pierre. If you run on the boards at all, he's infamous. But he showed up in this purple Viking shirt. He also has a Detroit Uh, tattoo. Detroit
2: Tigers tattoo on his calf.
0: He's a very conflicted individual.
2: Yeah. And he's also born and raised in Connecticut, so go figure.
0: A fist-pumping Detroit guy with a Minnesota Vikings shirt on. <clears throat> Who knows? But he, I think he did it just to troll prop.
1: <laughs> so as you talk back towards the business, when did you really see the light
2: towards picks and that, that aspect of a niche market? So that's a fantastic question, right? Um, if I had to, my memory, by the way, sucks as far as a timeline. Sometimes it's concerned. Like I know what happened in my <laughs> business. I know how it happened, et cetera. Sometimes I have a hard time remembering if that was two months ago or a year ago, but I'll give you like the best of my recollection. What I would say in the last two years or so. Picks, private picks, store picks, restaurant picks, private group picks, et cetera, have become really cool. They're the in thing. They're the you know next phase of really cool spirits, et cetera. And I do personally think it's a fantastic product. If you can have a palette that you trust, that you can rely on to get you superior products to regular shelf products, why wouldn't you support that store or group or whatever and buy their picks? So I get the sex appeal of them. And I do think that it has happened in the last two years. We've been doing them probably for about eight or nine years now, maybe 10 years or so now. So, you know, not to ever pat ourselves on the back or anything. Cause we're not that type. We don't, that's not our, our, way of doing business or conducting anything about ourselves. Do you ourselves? want me to pat you on the back? Yeah, can you do that? And, yeah. <laughs> and scratch as well, please. No. Little, little lower, a little more left. <laughs> uh, but so we've been doing it, I think, longer than most people that are, quote unquote, in the game have. And in all honesty, it's going to sound probably goofy and selfish. We just did it because we found it was a way to differentiate ourselves, to bring customers in and just to make money on something that wasn't on the shelf already.
1: Well, no, it's a great niche. I mean, it really is. I mean, what what's more allocated than... 150 to 225-ish right. bottles of a product that can ever be replicated
2: to the exact degree that, that that product is. Precisely. So it's funny you mentioned that, right, Zeke? Like we do sell to a ton of, you know, whiskey nerds, a ton of people on the different various groups, et cetera, et cetera. But we also have regular walk-in clients that want to just, just – they're in town for a week or they live in D.C. or whatever. And they just want a bottle of wine, a six-pack of beer, and a bottle of whiskey for their house or for their guests for the weekend or whatever it may be. And a lot of them are not whiskey nerds. They're not whiskey geeks. They don't understand what single barrel means. They don't understand what store picks mean, et cetera, et cetera. Or they might want to get a gift for their boss. So our selling point, to your point, which you just said, Zeke, a lot of times is here in your hand, you're holding a product that your friend, if you're getting it as a gift for or your husband, whatever, cannot find anywhere else in the world. What more exclusivity is there than to go to your boss or friend or whatever and say, hey, this bottle, I got it from my local guy. And guess what? Can't get it anywhere else. You want it, you gotta go to that store. And there's a chance by the time you get there, it's sold out.
1: Well, no, it's funny because I mean we're just a, you know barely a month removed from the holidays, but literally the the worst question I think to field is simply you get a text from a random friend, hey man, I need to get a bottle for so and so. Yep. What should I buy? Yep. Uh. A deer in the headlights. What do they like? I yeah. got I got forty three yeah. things running through my head, like question wise, Absolutely. price wise, etc. You know, I guess it's a, a good or a funny problem to have because you think it'd be an easy question, like, oh, we'll just go buy X Y, yeah, like, whatever. Like, no, like, it, yeah, it, Cause just because you like it doesn't mean their friend will like. It. You oh yeah, I think you're, like you know, I just get totally stuck on it, like, yeah. uh, 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 it's not that easy, man. Like, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, at the very beginning, I mean, it's probably you. J.B. Ferris, Lock and Key Society at, at Julio's,
2: Tippin's. Binnie's was doing them early Binnie's. on as well.
0: But there's uh, not a There's whole.
2: a handful of us that were, you know, doing them for kind of years. And then there's a couple of private groups also that were doing them way back in the day as well. A couple of bars that were doing them way back in the day. But, I mean, really, without sounding cocky or arrogant, it was really few and far between as far as the number of people that were doing this.
0: The reason I bring that up is you know, everything you do, it seems like it's predicated on relationships. And I say this kind of already knowing the answer because I know you. Yeah. You're a relationship guy. It's the relationships not only to acquire the bottles that, that people want its relationships to sell the bottles that you have or the barrels that you have it's relationships with the brands it's relationships with your customers it's relationships with the the distributors in the three tier system you know you have to keep the distillery happy the distributor happy and you got to keep all the reps happy all like do you find it tough because you need to maintain those relationships i mean you're a very outgoing guy everybody that, that knows and talks to you knows that but is it difficult being prov every day?
2: <laughs> I would never put it that way. Being prov, that sounds very douchey to me personally. No, I mean, it, <laughs> uh, it's, just for douchey, me personally, it's douchey if you say it, it's not douchey right. if I say it. That's fair, I suppose, right? But, I mean, I don't find it difficult only because that's what kind of – Motivates me, not the building relationships, et cetera, et cetera, aspect of it, but people. People motivate me. Stories motivate me. Relationships motivate me. Friendships motivate me. I say this all the time in the store and to my friends that talk about it. Money doesn't motivate me at all. It's a good, you know, add on, et cetera, et cetera. But I would do this for a tenth of the money or for free or whatever because I'm just having fun and getting to know people at the distilleries, getting to hear their stories, getting to hear how they started, what ah. they're doing. I don't think you'd do it for free. Uh, <laughs> probably not. All right, maybe close to free. You know, daddy's got daddy's got some bills to pay. Louis Vuitton shoes aren't free cheap. The cheap. Part of being improv is reading the messages. <laughs> oh, it's such a, a shit show, bro! It's a total shit show. I was just talking to somebody earlier today that texted me. Goes, man, did you check your PM that I sent you? And I said, no, man, I haven't. Like you, I was like, and I told him, I said, when I see you later today, I'll hand you my phone. You look at my notifications and you tell me if you can get through that. It's a it's a full-time job sometimes. I oh, tried
0: telling Zeke that he should
2: look at all the notifications that, that you I get. get. From oh. Exactly. It's he... a shit show, bro. And, well, and I, don't I tell you say... read the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, "What happened?" <laughs> what happened there? Oh, 1,400
0: so and so messages did
2: later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> being pro is probably a bad way of putting it. You're right, but I'm more being on. And I think that's the thing for me is like I know <laughs> with what I do as a day job. And then what I do with this, it's it's I'm constantly on. Yeah. So there are times when I'm home yeah. that I really want to be off.
2: So it's funny, right? Like I would say, and you'll probably never believe this because you know me and how I am now and stuff, until I was about – I'd say probably 17 or 18 years old, and this is something I don't think I talked about maybe ever or often or whatever. I used to be really shy and really quiet, believe it or not, like really, really shy and really, really quiet. Then when I started helping out in the store more and more, it actually developed my personality and I am 100% believer in the fact that that experience in the store helped make me who I am. So imagine a liquor store in a great part of DC, right? Like really wealthy, five blocks from the White House, etc. You see a homeless guy and you see somebody worth $2 billion within generally 20 seconds of each other. And that's somewhat normal. Like that happens on a somewhat daily basis. And being so service oriented, being so like customer oriented etc we treat everybody the right way not only because of the business but that's because that's the way my parents raised me so you would talk to everybody we would talk to literally anybody and everybody and i feel like that actually helped develop my personality so much and because of that i don't ever feel like quote unquote i need to be on or anything because i'm just i'm just myself i love talking to anybody and everybody i'll walk up in a group of 30 people and go introduce myself and we'll just carry the conversations on
1: no, I remember being a uh, little kid. My dad, you know, he always took me around business, friends, clients, whatever. Like, sorry, I'm stuck with the kid. And yeah. This is my bud, Zeke. Yeah, I love and, it. Uh, literally, anytime we go anywhere, I used to have my hands in my pockets. Just, you know, shy little kid. And he would just slap the shit out of my right hand. Like, get the hand out of that pocket, boy. You're going to shake somebody's hand when you meet them. Wow, like, I that, love it. That's what you do. You shake their hand, tell me your name. Be somebody. I
2: love it. And
1: now, like I laugh, like I see my son, he meets friends that show up at the house. He's never seen him before in his life.
2: Just sticks his hands out
1: Hi, I'm Charleston Baker. How are you?
2: Oh, uh, that's great, dude. Good oh, for man. you, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. Like, that is really, really cool. Very those good. Those little things,
1: though, you know, that, that, like you say, just going from introvert to extrovert. 100%. And then once you're there, like, all right. 100%. I love it. I'll well say my name. Get, get, get something in here. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I think everyone sees it and knows it clearly in the value that is placed on relationships. I think it makes a huge difference, it, right? You can't, it, it, it's almost a misnomer to say value. Yeah. Because you can't, Place you can't one, place a value on, on it, it yeah. but what it means and resonates to people. Yeah. And and that's what I always laugh about because, you know, obviously we have folks that know we're, we're good friends. Like, ah, what this pick from Prov or what's Pro doing or, you know, yeah. hey, so what's up with going to Jack? this week it's yeah like, you tell them what you can at the same time it's like it's a very close knit group of friends that yeah bourbon is a bond but at the end of the day like we'd be friends
2: without it, it it's i mean and I'm, I'm a firm believer of that we'd be aspect. that's it bro and you know the funny thing is like we and i'll speak for myself right like we don't look at relationships as a value proposition or whatever i just i love the people i genuinely do i want to be their friends regardless if they made whiskey or not, regardless if I bought whiskey from them or not. Like Carter that we just met uh, a few minutes ago from Pennington here. Great guy, very hospitable, was super generous with his time, his passion, shared his whiskey with us, shared a little bit of the story with us. Regardless if I ever buy a bottle of Pennington or not for the store or for myself, I want to maintain that relationship. I want to maintain that friendship. You can use – I'm a vacuum for positive energy. You know, I want to suck it all up as much as possible because I'm a big believer in vibe and energy. And that's – so we just – it's organic relationships that make a huge difference to me personally.
0: I think that's the thing for me too, especially with this and what we do with the podcast. It's like, I love talking to the people that are in the industry that are making it, that have that vibe. I like the people that are in it for the experience. Granted, there's a ton of great whiskey and do I wish I could have it all like, great. Yeah. But I don't have the money to go get it all. And I don't have, you know, the time to wait in line to go get it all. And For me, it's more about like, it is a lot about the experience and who are you finding bonds with and then gravitate towards that. Like, who are you having a good time with and be with those people?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, you touch on like, you know, people that are bummed because they can't get a certain bottle. I mean, you both know this. We've had a, quite a shit show of an issue with that uh, recently with our page and everything as far as people not being able to get enough bottles. And we try to you know, keep it as positive as possible. We want to share with as many people as possible, which is generally why we keep a one bottle per person limit so we can get them in the hands of multiple people. What can you do? At the end of the day, there just aren't limitless bottles, unfortunately.
0: It's funny that you should mention that because there are a bunch of people that are bummed that they don't get bottles but i think as you're talking about your page let's tell everybody a little bit about what is your page what is it
2: yeah so good question good subject to discuss because it's been a really really cool thing that we've been doing for a little while now about a year and a half or so ago, I would say probably, if my timeline again in my memory is correct, I would receive barrel picks at the store. And just sometimes as sharing with friends like yourselves, like Zeke got the Four Roses, et cetera. And just sometimes to help sell bottles at the store and stuff. Some old
0: Boone. Yes, that. exactly.
2: The Boone 12-year, for example, which was a killer bottle. Uh, the old Four Roses that you talk about, the OESK and the OESF, the original ones we did, et cetera, et cetera. So we would put them out on different Facebook groups. I would put 10 in this group 20 in this group five in this group etc and you we weren't were, upcharging, you were costing shipping them to people. whatever well yes and yeah, no. I mean you were, yes know it was
0: charging as a as a as precisely a I had
2: our markup as, yeah. as whatever our retail price was but it would be whatever our retail price was at the store and a lot of times it was actually a little bit less than that because you'd have to pay for shipping so let's mm-hmm. assume for a second I had a bottle that was sold at my store for 100 bucks uh, we would sell for 90 bucks on the pages because you had to pay probably 15 or 20 dollars for shipping so the way I looked at it always was by the time you got the Bottle, you were at a somewhat similar or cro- close price point to if you walked in the store and bought the bottle and paid tax, et cetera. Fair. Anyways, so we were putting, you know, 10 bottles here, 20 bottles there, five bottles here, et cetera. So I got a year and a half or so ago, I was like, what if I just made a page? And we called it Prov's Picks just because probably I'm a little narcissistic. Um, but I was like, what if I made a page and kind of centralized it? We knew at this point who a lot of our loyal followers, if you want to call it that, if our picks were. And we knew a lot of the guys that were repeat buyers, repeat customers, right? So I was like, I can add them. I can add friends like yourselves, et cetera, people that want access to these picks, and we can just have them all in one place. And if I get a bottle and I want to put 60 bottles of them all up, I can just do it all at once. And I never thought it would get to what it is today.
0: Right? And how many people are in props picks at this point?
2: At this point, we're at a hair over 1,600. In the next few weeks, we'll probably trim that down a little bit. We've been on a freeze of new ads now for about three months or so, maybe a little more. We're getting requests literally every single day that we're just not looking at. So if you've sent a request to be added, by the way, we're not ignoring you. We see it. We just aren't at a place where we can add more people right now because I truly feel that we not only have a great group, I think personally, without bias, I think we have the best group out there for whiskey purchasing that there is on any of the pages. But I just we just have too many people right now. It's been
1: a minute since John's bought something. You should probably cut him.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. You're out. At least one and a half of the dad's drinking <laughs> bourbons will be there.
0: Well, the problem is we're When you go to go on props (laughs) picks, you have to be there. I mean, if he tells you to be on at three PM Eastern, you better be on at three PM Eastern, because by three oh one, that pick's gone.
2: Yeah, so you know, touching up on that real quick, that's a good point. Like we I was just saying earlier, I didn't think it would ever get to the point or where we are now. We just looked at numbers from last year. Our quickest barrel that we sold out sold out in forty eight seconds, which was just beyond mind-blowing Which to me. barrel was that? That was, was a Weller like? Wonka barrel that we did. And the longest one that we had lasted about nine minutes. And that's because I messed up the timing <laughs> on it as far as the Facebook scheduled posts. So I went back and edited the post. And when you do that, Facebook just gets really weird with scheduled edit posts for whatever reason. Yeah. So it didn't actually go live when we thought it would. So it took nine minutes for that one to sell out. But we didn't have anything last in double-digit minutes that I saw, which is just mind blowing for me. I'm just a simple guy with the mom and pop shop to think about that. Things are selling out. There's a lot of fun stories of people setting multiple alarms, getting alarms set on their you know, spouse's phones, etc. We've had somebody sent me a message last summer. Their son was graduating from high school. We were doing a release at 4 PM, I think it was. She had set an alarm for 3.55. Her alarm goes off, and she tells her husband, go outside. It's 3.55, and go bin this bottle on Prov's Picks. <laughs> And if our son crosses the stage when this happens, I'll record it and you could see it on the phone. And he was like, yeah, of course, duh, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, he didn't miss their son crossing. But like there's the, you know, loyalty and the support has just been so overwhelming. And I say this all the time on the page. I'm truly and genuinely touched and thankful to every single person that supports us. We had our most recent release was last month. One guy was supposed to go to find out the sex of his baby. And he was debating whether or not he should go to that appointment or whether he should stay at home for the announced time for the bin. So what we do, we'll announce a time for when we release it. For example, this bottle that you've got right here, it's our most recent one that we haven't yet released, but it'll be sold tomorrow. It's a High West Double Rye. That's triple cast finished. It's finished in, I guess, triple cast. So finished in two different barrels, finished in scotch and port barrels. This is going to go live tomorrow at 3 p.m. (coughs) Eastern. I always am very conservative. I don't even know if this will sell out or not, or how long it'll take or whatnot. So I'll be excited as I am every time to see it. But if history or recent history tells us anything i have a feeling it'll be gone in a matter of minutes
0: it's a high west double rye yep what is special about this one that you just picked
2: uh so it's finished for a year and a half combined uh one year in port barrels and then uh six months in scotch barrels so i was just telling again carter from pennington earlier when he was in here tasting it with us and he's like wow shit man that is really really good I really like the complexity and I really like the finish tell me about it because I told them when I was talking to them I wanted first of all I wanted a rye base instead of a bourbon base because they also do a private barrel program with their American Prairie Bourbon which is also good but with youth I have always felt that rye shows a little better and these whiskeys are slightly younger, of course, than a lot of other whiskeys on the market. So when I talked to them, I said, I wanted a port barrel finish because I'm a huge fan of the Midwinter's rinners <clears throat> which is port barrel finished. I said, but I also want to add some sort of complexity, another level of flavor, another longer finish, a little bit more lingering. So they said, okay, cool. Let's, you know, think about how about something like a rum or a cognac or an armagnac, etc. And I was like, that sounds cool, but your port barrel is already slightly sweeter. The rum, the cognac, or the armagnac will also add another level of sweetness to it. Can we do it in a non-smoky, non pd Scotch Barrel. Because I felt like that would really give it a little bit of a flavor that the whiskey didn't have, that the port barrel didn't have, et cetera. And he was like, yeah, I think we could do that. So when they sent this, it was just, to me, an absolute home run. And then lo and behold, I only had tried it from the sample bottle and shipped you guys a couple of bottles ahead of time before traveling. And then Dum Dum over here tasted it before even I had out of the bottle yesterday <laughs> and went oh, on. Oh, he's Dum Dum. I'm asshole. Okay. Yeah. My ass hole, <laughs> ass hole over ass here. Ass space hole. Yeah. Ass Depending space hole. Depending
0: on who is calling him it, <laughs> most of us would say no space. It's affectionate. What I would say is that Zeke, if you expect, like, if you're a distillery or if you're anyone, you're listening to us, and you send it to Zeke... You are not assured that I'm going to get it because <laughs> he will drink it. You never know when he's going to drink it first and how much he's going to drink and say, oh, yeah, I had that already.
2: I had a bunch of it. Yeah. It was really good. When I asked for his address to send the bottles ahead of time, I said, we'll taste them together. He said, OK, I got to the house yesterday and sure enough, I see a post on Prop's Picks with Zeke talking about how and then you could talk about what you think of it and how what you felt about it.
1: To that note, I'll just simply say it was crack that bottle or drink a crown peach bottle.
2: Which would you do? I mean, fair. All right. But there was other stuff there. Uh, Not my cup of tea. Okay.
0: What happened to that Southern hospitality that like you wait for everybody to get to the dinner table before you start eating? I sent the simple message of I'm going to swing by
1: the B&B at this time. Will anybody be there? I saw yeses. I get there. I see nobodies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what did you think of it when you tried it? No, I mean, to be completely candid, just like the post, I see port finish and I see scotch. Yep. My tongue... Like doubles in yep. and then goes in even more. Two things you severely dislike, right? Yeah, I mean neither are my cup of tea, and uh I'm not shy about saying that. And so I crack it open, I get a nose, and it's like, all right, I know what the label says, I know what I can possibly, you know, pick up. And then it just starts moving a lot. And you get a little bit of that rye in there and I even read the back label just being nerdy about simply that High West takes two different distillates, one older than the other, and they don't give you the age. Correct. The younger is roughly probably a two-year Indiana Correct. rye. And I, I did even love the note on it, the fact of, uh, you know, we've had some other young ryes that we thought were ginny. It, it says that on the back, like, that there's, you know, some, some gin herbaceous type notes to it. But anyway, you know, going through it, smell it, get a taste, and it hits. And I'm expecting either A, port, or B, scotch. Neither are really prevalent, Maybe get like a hit of, of a little bit of smoke or scotch that kind of moves in there. And then the port immediately just kind of dominates and gives it, you know, a, a great creamy coating. But before it becomes overwhelming, somewhere between the rye and that little bit of scotch that's in there on the finish, it just calms it back down. And, you know, blending's hard and by no means, or John, I, or possibly even you, this good at oh, it. Oh, no,
2: I suck at it, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when it works – yeah, it's magical. It, it effing works. It's, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, th- I put it in the post. All, all I can really say is this has a synergy that if you want to sit there and, and dissect a pour and really dive into it, and even though you know what it's finished in, you know what the original product was, you still are going to have fun like, hold on, what's that? Hold on, what's that?
2: Yeah. And that's, that's what we were going for, right? Like we talked about earlier, we were going for complexity. We were going for flavor profiles. We were going for unique, different, etc.
1: It moves around so much. Uh, Thanks, I man. Thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. And obviously you didn't distill it.
2: You know, no, requested yeah, I and picked it. But all I did was taste it and go, yeah, that <laughs> tastes effing amazing. I want as many of those uh, as I can buy.
1: <laughs> so there's plenty of high praise to, Thank to High
2: West. Yeah, they, they've done well. an amazing I mean, job with this bottle. of um, Novel, to say the very least. Yeah. And I uh, I agree completely. One other thing that actually, you know, I should have probably mentioned earlier when we talked about Prov's Picks uh, One thing that makes me more proud than anything else, aside from obviously the love and the support that the people have given, is how much they have done as a group for charity. Last year, uh, in 2019, we raised close to $30,000 all in for various charities. Whiskey did that. A bunch of loyal, loving people did that. You know, it was just... Absolutely amazing. I think the things that we're able to accomplish. $30,000 is not earth shattering by any means, but to think about just a bunch of random assholes that don't know each other, have never met each other, you know, the number of people we've met this weekend already and will continue to meet in, you know, this weekend and in our lifetime that just go, Oh yeah, I've seen this and this on the page or I've seen this and this online or, and those people are supporting it. And it's just so cool to see like what an impact we can have as a group when we kind of band together. And that's been to me by far far the pride and joy of what Prov's picks is all about
0: and i think for me i mean i i wholeheartedly agree i mean that's why i I took a directorship over at bourbon charity yeah congrats by the way there's so much that we do with whiskey there's so much that we can do to give back 100 percent, bro and it's just so easy to put down one bottle a month right you put down one bottle a month and you put that money towards everything we do in whiskey is a luxury yeah Everything about this whole thing, drinking whiskey, enjoying whiskey, doing different things with it, it's a luxury activity.
2: 100% dude. So you nailed it, man. Like, I mean, I'll, you know, without getting too dark, I'll give you like a real, very quick synopsis background or whatever you want to call it. I grew up dirt. Poor. I mean dirt poor like we were making fun of my Louis Vuitton loafers earlier or whatever. I grew up watching my dad work 21 hours a day, seven days a week for almost a year and a half straight and didn't bat an eye, didn't complain, didn't ever make us feel like, you know, we should be thankful to him. He just did it. We grew up with literally nothing. So we want to do our part to give back. It's the least we can do for us, like helping someone when we're in a position to help, when we realize how blessed we are today means more to us, and when I say us, I mean my family, than anything else in the world.
0: Now, you say, you know, English is your third language. Yeah. Were you originally born here, or were no, you born?
2: I was born and raised in Nepal, actually. Uh, so, Hindi was actually my first language, because that's what my family spoke. Even though I was born and raised in Nepal, we're from India originally. And then Nepali, which is the Nepalese language, we learned because, you know, you live there, etc. And then came here, and obviously, we came here, bro. I said hello, thank you, and maybe a couple other words. And I said it with a very thick Indian accent. So a lot of times when I've just spoke to somebody on the phone or something, they don't realize I'm from India, et cetera. They go, oh, man, when they meet you, oh, I thought you were American. When would you lose your accent? How would you lose your accent? And you go, you know what, man, when kids make fun of you, you lose your accent real quick. In all honesty, like jokes aside, like when kids make fun of you, because kids are cruel and it's not their fault. It's just, you know, sometimes that's the way it is. But when kids are cruel, you find ways to lose your accent real quick. You find ways to kind of be like everybody else blend in how do i talk like them how do i emulate the things they're doing we couldn't afford to wear what they were wearing because we just didn't have the money we couldn't afford to so you just did whatever you could to try to blend in as much as possible so that's why you know you don't necessarily see the accent etc or hear the accent i guess you can't see it anyways that's dumb <laughs> well, they, can, they can see it. it's on the tvs i, yeah. I just wonder how often I, do folks say they thought you were going to be taller uh, pretty much every single time except for pictures so like now my move is I'll either sit on a barrel or stand on a barrel or lean down or squat down because then you can't see how short I am.
1: I will say once <laughs> uh, me- meeting a physician for your know, work related stuff he's like you're talking to you on the phone I didn't expect you to be that tall. Thanks? That's really chapped me.
0: I'll leave like it at that. He's basically saying your voice is tidy. <laughs> yeah. One of our I,
2: I still remember this clearly. One of our asshole friends that's here this week <laughs> out of town, met Mike Hines, a uh, mutual friend of Forrest, yeah. for the first time about a couple hours ago today. And the funniest thing he said to him when he saw him, he goes, oh, man, I didn't realize you're Mike Hines. I'm sorry, man. What's going on, buddy? Nice to meet you. You know, I've seen you on the pages, et cetera, et cetera. In your profile picture, you look a lot younger. I was like, so you look old and ugly now, Mike, <laughs> apparently.
1: We <laughs> would have had Mike own. He, he was yeah. gonna drop in, but you know, he he got tied
2: up again. Life he, happens. He is our Matt Damon. Yes. He, well he, he said he said, Yeah, it's because I look like Brad Pitt normally, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you
0: know how Jimmy Kimmel show at the end of every show he apologizes yeah. to Matt Damon because yeah. Matt Damon's supposed to be on. Yeah. That's Mike Hudson for us. At some point. <laughs> he, he tells us he's gonna come by and he At never point, does it'll over happen. and over it'll and happen. over. It'll and the best is when mutual time. When mutual time. friends come in, yeah. like we have someone like Dan Gardner from Four Roses or something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. And and he'll be like, Yeah, you know, I want to come down and see Dan, I'll see you guys. Never shows up.
2: Yeah, that's funny as hell.
0: He big times us. Yeah. It was also funny watching Mike Hines, props are off, and Kevin Antoon from Southern Gris Brewing get down on <laughs> you know, so that nobody saw how tall they were <laughs> yeah. they all squatted in the picture that once took. again
2: my idea i was like <laughs> we're gonna stand next to all these six foot four ogres let's get down so nobody can really tell we're a foot shorter than them going back to to the pics yeah whiskey is tough right now 100%. and
0: and more from a store owner perspective for you it's got to be really tough to keep everybody happy with the Pappies and the BTACs. And yeah. I know you are constantly going and trying to acquire these bottles yep. for people the concierge service. Yep. The picks were always supposed to be an alternative to yeah. keep the clientele happy. Yeah. That couldn't get all the exclusive stuff. Yeah. So what the hell do you do now when your picks go out in 48
2: seconds? So it's funny you mentioned that. Let's address the Pappy and tax and stuff first. What we always do with our allocation that we get from the distributor, we hold them for our top spending clients. Our most important, and I don't want to use it that way in any other way but financial, our most important financial relationships. Guys we rely on for money that pay our bills, et cetera, at the store, clients that pay our big bills, et cetera. So they're always always reserved for them at close to MSRP. So there's a list of, of guys, and I'll call somebody up, be like, hey, Mike, what's going on, man? You know, want to thank you for all the <clears> business we've done this year. Got a bottle of Pappy 23 for you if you want it. It's 400 bucks. If you don't, no big deal. I'll pass it on to the next guy. If you don't want 23, you want something else, let me know what you want, and I'll try to work that out for you. Once that list is exhausted because we only get a handful of allocated bottles as you know, we are continuously sourcing bottles. So when you look at a bottle of Pappy 20 on our shelf, it's at $1,800. bucks. i am buying them for $1,500 on secondary. Luckily, DC allows us to legally buy on secondary. I can buy from you personally, from your house. I can come by and pick it up, pay my taxes in DC and then go sell it online or in my store legally.
0: But you have to pay the taxes first. I have to pay
2: the taxes. And Plus, not everybody notices you. that. And the funny thing is I have to pay you 1500 bucks, right? So let's, for one second, let's assume you got it for 150 bucks or whatever from Liquor Barn, right? You paid 150 bucks and sold it to me for 1500 bucks. You got $1,350 in profit in your pocket, okay? You have no overhead. You have no employees. You pay no taxes on it. You don't have rent. You don't have uh, warehouse storage, just space, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Right. I yeah. have all of those. Plus, I pay taxes on it. Plus, I pay my employees and all of these things. And I made a three hundred dollar profit on that same bottle. Which one of us is gouging the customer? He's and got
1: the- bills the strip club though. <laughs> right, I <you> know. don't.
2: <laughs> right.
0: I'll, I'll tell you, there are two the the two worst things you could ever do with your money is go to a strip club or buy a boat. You know, either way, you're just putting yeah. your money. in. That's and two of
2: the worst. <laughs> yeah.
0: Either way, you you could you're better just kind of opening up a trash can, dumping some money in it. Yeah, pretty much.
2: Pretty much. Now, what do we do with being able to offer customers that come in uh, barrel picks because they sell out so quickly? So we always make it a point to not sell our entire barrel on props picks. Uh, Sorry, guys. Uh, We always want to hold back a good number of them. Generally speaking, rule of thumb, I try to take home 24 bottles from each barrel just for myself, just because I'm going to drink the shit out of them or want them for gifts or whatever, right? Use them in charity things later on, etc. Outside of that, we hold back a few cases of everything we do to sell to our clients that walk into the store, people like we were talking about earlier that want gifts, that want special bottles, that just want a cool bottle, That people that come in and buy their Tito's and White Claws and $25 bottles of Cabernet from us that want a bottle should be also able to buy these bottles. It should not just be this very, very cool and very loving and very supportive online community. We want to try to get them out, out into as many people as we can. So that's how we combat the, you know, how can we get bottles into other people's hands basically.
0: That's fair. I get it. It's just got to be tough at a certain point because you're never going to – and I think it's something I have to remember all the time too is – We are never going to make everybody happy.
2: 100%. I mean, you nailed it. We're never – I wish there was an infinite supply of this or the Weller Wonka or the Jack pick that we did or every single pick that we've done. I wish there was an infinite supply of that. But at the same time, not only is that stupid and nonsensical because it wouldn't exist, that would also make these a little less appealing, right? Yeah. It's like a weird little Catch-22 double-sided blade type of a thing. Do we wish that there was an infinite supply? Somewhat, but also we don't because we know we're going to always work our hardest and we're going to do our best to provide the very best of the picks that we put out we turn down more barrels than we buy even today we turn down more distilleries we turn down more samples etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean you were previewed to a pick we just did a few minutes ago there were six picks lined up for us and we may take two we may take one of those could we have bought all six and sold all six i think we all in this room know that we could have but i don't want to do that i want to do right by the people
0: you are lucky because of how long you've been doing it and how long you've been doing the picks you can't turn down picks mm-hmm. There's plenty of stores
2: that don't have that luxury.
0: Yeah. That they get sent something and it's, not even you get three options
2: yeah. it's
1: this is your pick
0: this is your pick yeah do you want
1: it you get the open sample from the distributor and you know it's
2: been passed around three or four times yeah. Yeah. so it's funny we joke <laughs> around about it we won't ever we won't ever name any retailers because i think we all there's enough room for everybody in this you know pie, yeah. if you would everybody can grow at the same time et cetera. so we'll never name other retailers, but we know a good number of retailers that don't do their picks they're not picking anything they're ordering pick up the phone call the distributor hey i'd like a four roses do i have an allocation for one yes okay send me a barrel some small guys do it some big guys do it and that's fine i mean it works for them it works for their business model it's not never something and never a way we would do it that's just doesn't sit right with me. I want to make sure I've tasted everything. It's got, that bottle has my name on it. It has my family's name on it. That to me means everything. I want to make sure that if you buy a bottle, it's something that I'm proud of. Um, we were joking around earlier when we did the pick, and somebody said, what's worst case scenario if you bought them? I said, worst case scenario, and this is something that I th- I think about with every pick I do, is I don't sell a single bottle, no big deal, I've got to drink 200 bottles of that and I drink nothing but that for the rest of my life. If I'm happy with that, I buy the pick. If I'm yeah. not, you pass. I think so,
0: Zeke has bought this bottle now. Just the fact that he's been chugging from it for so long. I well, think he has
1: licked
2: the in, he's licked the insides of every part of that bottle now.
1: But on the note of picks, because obviously some things are probably already uh, you know on the books. Yeah. What are you looking forward to the most in 2020? <clears throat> Top two Man. or three. Not Lo- to put you on the spot, but no, I No, that's
2: all good. Loaded question. Obviously, our Jack experience that we're about to have on Tuesday is going to be really cool. I'm excited just because we've talked about this before, how much I love their product in general and how good I think our previous barrel turned out. So on Tuesday, we're going to be at Jack, and we're going to get to pick two bourbons and one rye from them. Getting three barrels out of there, honestly, is a bitch in the sense that they don't do it. Their yeah. product, and a lot of people don't realize this because it's Jack. Their barrel program, their product, is one of the most allocated whiskey programs 50, in the country. 100, 100 bourbons and 50 ryes last yeah. at least in 2019. Right. So think about that. And we're getting three of those 150 as a small mom-and-pop shop <clears throat> outfit. So we're blessed, right? Uh, so that's one we're looking forward to, not only because of the rarity, because the rarity is cool and everything, but you can't taste rarity. You can taste quality. And those whiskeys are quality products. So that's the one that we're definitely looking forward to. Uh and to be honest with you, as much as this is an American whiskey consumer climate, we're really also looking forward to doing a lot of non-American whiskeys. Uh, we've got a couple of more rums in the works that seem very exciting to me. You know, we've done three Armagnacs last year. Uh, I'd love to explore more Armagnacs. Um, I want to explore doing another private label gin where I craft the recipe again like we did with our uh, yeah, previous maybe. gin. Yeah, exactly with that. Oh, but that unity. completely, unity, <laughs> that obviously went sour. He's, he's uh, still sitting on a bottle over here. Yeah. It's I, delicious, man. Let's drink the shit out of that.
0: I still have it because, you know, when I moved, yeah. I put a bunch of stuff in storage. Yeah. And if it was unopened at the time, yeah. I put it Smart. in storage. And mm. then I bought new stuff yeah. that I that just also just on put it on, 100%. right into storage. So yeah. Zeke's like, why do you have 30 Russells right now? I'm like, shit. I put the things in storage. And then we, we did... Three Russell's picks this year. So yeah. then I kept adding to it. Exactly.
2: All this is just late like night reading and water and coffee.
0: <laughs> that too. That but. too.
2: Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, another cool, like, I'm always looking for things that are different. I mean, to touch up real quick, there's a distillery that I'm crazy excited about for their future, man. Um, Huber Starlight distillery, and, you know, I was yeah. there earlier this week. They're right outside of Louisville in <clears> Indiana. <throat> They have, in my opinion, a very, very bright future ahead. Traditional farmers, seventh generation family that runs it. They're doing everything the right way. The barrels that we picked out, we just picked out four barrels over there. Barrels are air-dried stays for three years and then toasted and charred, kind of like the Michter's toasted barrels, if you would. They're four-year rye I would gladly put up or against, you name it. I mean, I would happily put it up against them in a blind taste as it's then say, go ahead and try it in a glass without knowing what bottle it came from. Tell me what you pick. And I would happily do that. And they make an Applejack. That's killer. They make bourbons that are really good. I mean, I think they've got a very, very bright future ahead. There's some
0: great, great distilleries in Indiana. Totally agree. That are not MGP. That are not MGP. Starlight. There is, Um, it's uh, the bear one, bear wallow or, or something like that. <laughs> Cardinal spirits. Yeah. There, there's plenty of people, and Cardinal is doing other things other than whiskey. You know, yeah. There's a gin and, and things yeah. like that. There's – we talked about it in our year-end special. The craft game has just gone incredibly better yes. in 2019.
2: So, John, you're 100% right, but you got to sometimes be careful to be able to decipher between craft and crap. You know, there's no. a lot of crap whiskey out there as well that's under the craft label. You're 100% right. I say that about his wardrobe. Yeah, well, that too. Although this is kind of sexy. He's got that teddy bear thing happening again. He <laughs> um,
0: doesn't like when I dress in flannel. No,
2: it looks really good. Or
0: anything else. Like, yeah. he doesn't.
2: I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> you don't know any Monty and...
0: Python, but you know the I'm a Lumberjack song?
2: Yeah, look at you and that just plays. I love it. Uh, but yeah, so I think you know Starlight has a very bright future. I'm very excited about the things we're doing with them. I've got great friends over at New Riff, and I'm <coughs> super excited with what they're doing. And I'm always they just looking came forward to Nashville. To it. Yes, exactly. I know they just came to Nashville. I'm always super excited with you know what we're gonna do with them. I just had a almost a day-long meeting with the guys at Copper and Kings in Louisville and had an amazing time with them and we started to get the ball rolling on potential new things that we may or may not do. If they fall apart, who cares? They were great. Hopefully we'll retain a friendship and a relationship for many years regardless of if we do these things or not. If they come to fruition, I can't wait to bring these things to you guys because what we talked about in that room and in that Rick House And when we were tasting stuff with them, I'm not joking, and I told him this when I was there, I was literally wanting to do jumping jacks and, you know, cartwheels because I was that excited about it.
0: This is an interesting question for you, probably. I mean, you have such a unique position in looking at this, opposed to other people, you know, because you have the concierge side, you have the regular side, you have the barrel picking side. Where do you see things going?
2: So it's funny, right? Like a lot of times the question is kind of, have we hit the ceiling? Are we at the boom? Oh, I hate cetera, the bubble. And the bubble and all that. I don't even think we're close to any of that in all honesty. And the reason is we as Americans in America are drinking the crap out of this stuff right now. You know who's not? Asia is not. Africa is not. South America is not, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I've got, we spent an entire day at Michter's amazing time with the guy there, John, who's in in charge of their international sales, amazing host, treated us with hospitality that's unparalleled. And his job is to grow international sales. And he's really, really good at his job. There's guys like him that are growing international sales abroad. If you think you have a problem getting your favorite bourbon or rye right now, let guys like John continue doing their work for a few more years. And then start competing with Asian drinkers Guys in China, guys in India, guys in Singapore Guys in Taiwan, guys in Africa Guys in South America If you think you have problems now, wait till that happens So I don't think we're close to our bubble bursting To address your other question as to what I think is next I'm going to be at the forefront of saying if the rum industry gets this shit together with eight statements and bullshit sugar issues, et cetera, et cetera, they could be now instead of next.
1: That's a big if, though.
2: That's a big if. I, mean, I, always, I always give Tariq a hard time because
1: so, he, he loves those things. And he, I mean –
2: 100%. No, I, totally I, I right. love
1: that he pours them for me
2: and I always just laugh like – you, so totally you, you totally nailed it. You totally sure? nailed it, right? So that's the big if. How much color is if. in there? How much sugar is in there? With that being <laughs> said, there's guys that are doing things the right way. Guys like Real McCoy, Foursquare, you know, all the – Rums that you can get are H-U-M versus R-U-M. Real age statements, no bullshit, no sugar, no additives. Like when we did our real McCoy drink uh, rum uh, release, a lot of bourbon drinkers or non-traditional rum drinkers go, aha, this is something I can really get behind. If there's more and more of those, Eventually, we're going to start that train and get it going faster and faster. At the same time, I also think the future is in things like Armagnac, et cetera, as well. Aged brown spirits. It's that simple. It's where Arminiac the future is. Armagnac was 25% cheaper. <laughs> yes. It would probably dominate the category. Uh, oh. Dominate. And here's another fun it, one. It, that it,
1: would, it would be the side piece that every bourbon ha-
2: drinker yes, had 100% right. I mean, 100% right. And here's fun, Here's a fun one that I think is a storm that's coming, Like, and it's coming super fast and heavy. Flavored gins. Oh, yeah, easily. Mark this down, everybody. Take a snapshot of that, flavored gins. If you think your next shelf set in your favorite liquor store in the next 6 to 15 months will not have a lineup of flavored gins, you're either kidding yourself or you don't have your eyes open to what's happening around the world.
0: How can you add more flavor to what
2: they already get through the botanical Great point, because technically speaking, it depends on how nerdy you want to get, gin is flavored already. Yeah. But, okay, what if I made a blood orange gin? So it's a gin that is infused with blood orange. What if I made a gin that is infused with rose, etc., etc. These things are already happening around the world. There's gins out there that are ginger lemongrass.
1: Well, from what I and it's very limited, but from what I Understand, I think it's really, really going to be coming back kind of full circle to what gin was prior to you know, right around that Prohibition era where dry gin suddenly became the end thing and, and people didn't drink it necessarily because of the flavor, they just drank it because it was in. And it was just the dry, piney, like to me, completely so these- turn off flavor. But but now you're going back to, you know, copper to steel gins, different botanicals, different things are in there and and
2: really making it a, a dynamic. And as you said, kind of creative profile. Precisely, yeah. So to me, I think these <clears> get away from that pine, Christmas tree, juniper forward gins. Yeah,
1: it's the shit nobody likes.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, that's not true. I mean, there's a gin well, out there for everybody. Nobody, and a lot, of the, a lot of the consumers enjoy that flavor profile as well. And that's, you know, it is what it is. But I think these get away from that.
0: There's a whole bunch of stuff that's coming. Oh, I think, Prav, you are on the forefront of it. I really appreciate you sitting down with us. Oh, I, man. I would
2: love to have you. Dude, let's just continue. Let's just walk around the city for the rest of the weekend with these mics and just keep doing this. Well, wait, we mean,
1: do have to ask, too, because I know people want to know, yeah. w- when
2: are you going back to Smooth Ambler now they have, you know, their their new stuff from So, I've already picked two barrels at Smooth Ambler that right. are in route at some point. So, we've got two coming already. And then- I think that's still most people's uh, first introduction to prov. I, I think you're right. They were, they've been, <laughs> John the Johns at Smooth Ambler have been amazing friends. And I am very vocal about, I'm not sure if there's be- people in the industry that are better people than the Johns or better friends than the Johns. Every time I go to Lewisburg, I feel like I'm home. And I felt that from day one when I didn't know them from a hole in the wall, first visit there. They are truly amongst the best. I encourage everybody to go out there, support their products, buy the Contradiction, buy the American whiskey, buy whatever you see from them because you know that it is truly made with passion. Uh, they will do their best to get you the best product.
1: Well, it looks like I mean, it might not necessarily be the, the best of, of your picks,
2: but I, I still think, oh, yeah. I found out about Prof when I got that Smooth Amber pick you did. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, that's one of my favorites for many sentimental reasons. And aside from the fact that the whiskey is great, it really kind of opened this door into this relationship and this friendship that we have with the Johns and then also obviously snowballed into all of what you know we've started to do today.
1: Kind of going back to where we opened, there's business and money involved and, and booze and shit,
0: but...
2: It's still just experiences and friendships at the end of the day. That's all it is for us, bro. I mean, that really is all it is for us.
0: Well, and we're glad that we have experiences and a relationship with you. Please come back. We want to talk to you again. time. We we want to talk more about picks, the industry, all that kind of fun stuff. But, Prov, where can people find you?
2: Our stores are in Washington, D.C., of course. Prov's picks, of course, like we talked about on Facebook. But at the same time, that does have a freeze on right now. The best place probably is maybe our Instagram page, which is at West Dupont Wines. I suck with technology and I suck at using technology <laughs> and I suck at you know use, utilizing our social media and our website and all these things to show off what our store is and can be. I will try to continuously get better at that, but I will promise you that if you send me a message, I will do my best to get back to you as soon as possible and I do respond to every single person I think that writes me. Uh, so probably Instagram is our best way to reach out. It's at West Wines or our email, which is prov at pstreetwines.com
1: Somebody send in a very compelling message as yeah. far as why Prof
2: should boot Edwards from the group and why you should be in, and there you go. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> tell me why you should be replaced. Uh, he should be replaced by you, and we'll make it happen tomorrow, maybe today.
0: And and maybe you should tell them why they should replace Zeke too. He's just don't, so don't, damn good looking. Don't, though. Though. don't parlay this. <laughs> I'm just saying, get us both. <laughs> just say we want to replace both the dads.
2: Ass holes. holes.
0: <laughs> all right, you can find us at Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Facebook, Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Instagram, Bourbon Dads on Twitter. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Zeke, where else could the folks find us?
1: Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Occasionally, we, uh, we splurge and vary out. Uh, we'll, it will have already happened by the time you hear this, but really looking forward to Lynchburg on Tuesday. Yeah. Really looking yes. forward to it.
0: Thank you, Prov. Cheers. Guys. Ciao. Love all of you. Thank you for everything, guys.